ومن أحسن قولا ممن دعا إلى الله وعمل صالحا وقال إنني من المسلمين بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولهم بعد Our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna Allah ta'ala la yaqbidu l'ilma intiza'an. Allah azza wa jal does not take away knowledge by snatching it from the chests of people. Allah does not take away knowledge from a society, from a community, from the world by snatching away knowledge from the chests of people. But rather Allah takes knowledge away by the death of ulama, bimawtul ulama. Fa'idha lam yubqa alim, when there is no alim left, the people will take fools and idiots as their leaders. Then they're going to ask these fools. These people without any knowledge will give fatwas and without any ilm. They will misguide themselves and they will misguide others. This hadith is in Bukhari and it predicts a very sad reality that as we get closer to judgment day, the quantity and quality of ulama will diminish. That every generation was not going to have the same caliber of the giants of the previous generation. And bit by bit, knowledge will decrease. An alim is a protection of the ummah. An alim is a mover and shaker. An alim keeps an entire nation in check, even though the nation doesn't realize it. When ilm is taken away, then things can happen. Hadith in Sahih Bukhari as well. Our Prophet said of the signs of the Day of Judgment. Listen to this. Number one, fitan will increase. Fitan means every type of trial and tribulation, every calamity, every type of disaster. Fitan will increase. Number two, haraj, bloodshed will be, will be happening. And number three, ilm will be taken away. These three are causally linked because when you have knowledge, you don't have fitan and you don't have bloodshed. Without knowledge, fitan occur and bloodshed occurs. So of the predictions of the Day of Judgment is that once again, knowledge will be lifted up. Knowledge will be no longer there. An alim is not going to wake up a jahil the next day. That's not the way ilm is lost. Allah does not take away ilm from the chests of people. When you learn and you acquire and you practice and you preach, inshallah, you have it. But what will happen when you leave? What will happen when the ulama begin to leave one by one? When Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu an passed away, Ibn Mas'ud said, I fear that nine-tenths of knowledge has gone. Ibn Mas'ud himself was a giant. Ibn Mas'ud himself was who he was. And yet at the death of Umar ibn Khattab, he said, I fear that 90% of the knowledge of this ummah has now gone. When Zayd ibn Thabit passed away, Ibn Abbas, who was to become the next generation's greatest alim, right now he's still on his way up. Ibn Abbas said, if you want to see how knowledge is taken away, this is how it's taken away. And when Ibn Mas'ud and Ibn Abbas, they both passed away, their students said the same thing. I think there is no more knowledge of the old generation. It's gone now. This is the reality of ilm. The reason I'm giving this talk today is because of the death of an alim that I know majority of us in this audience have not heard and it is not your fault, it is the reality of the world we live in. One of the greatest ulama of the English-speaking world, 
born and raised in a Western land. Because you see, the generation of Western scholarship is still brand new. Those of us who were born in the West and then study overseas and come back, this is really pretty much the first generation that is doing this, as we understand, because of the dynamics of you know, uh, migration and whatnot. There was a alim in South Africa, Mufti Taha Karan is his name, Allah Yarhamu, from he passed away from COVID after a very lengthy battle. News is just today, a few hours ago. And he was one of the senior most ulama of the English-speaking world, despite the fact that he doesn't have that many YouTube videos. He is not famous globally, but amongst the students of knowledge and amongst those who knew, they, we all looked up to him as a resource, as a reference. He was a few years senior to me, and he studied in Darul Uloom, and he came back and opened his own Darul Uloom in South Africa and graduated hundreds of students and influenced thousands of people. And Allah's Qadr, he has recently, just today, a few hours ago, passed away. And this got me thinking, Allah blessed me to meet with him right before COVID began. I was in South Africa. I had heard a lot about him. I had visited him. Uh, and subhanAllah, we just meshed together, as our Prophet said, that the souls of mankind, they are like people lined up in rows, in ranks, in the army. That sometimes two of them, they just click together and sometimes two of them can never ever match it's just there's something internal and this Mufti Taha was someone that as soon as I met him there was a love there was a camaraderie we kept in touch via whatsapp I benefited immensely from him his humility his taqwa in any case the talk today is about broader than just one particular person because Allah has yani blessed me to study with many many scholars many of them have passed on and every time someone passes on this really affects and influences me and I just wanted to share with you some thoughts that I have. First and foremost, brothers and sisters, not just for ulama, for any human being, you never really value them until they're no longer amongst you. You never truly appreciate the amount of good that a person has. This isn't just for ilm, especially for ulama, especially for preachers and teachers, but for anybody, your friends, your family, your relatives, you just take them for granted. Until finally one, long, one day they're no longer there. And then you realized how much of an impact they actually had on you. So before that time comes, appreciate those that are in your lives right now. Thank them. Show them warmth and kindness. You don't want to have regrets. You don't want to have regrets that why didn't I do more? And this is especially the case for family and friends. But yes, also ulama. Another point specifically about ulama. Is that, and again, I speak as somebody, inshallah, I have the right to say this because I've studied, alhamdulillah, with many, many dozens. I was 10 years I was there uh, overseas and still I continue to benefit. So when I say this, take this understanding that I come from compassion and love. When the ulama are alive, you see their humanity and you humanize them. And you see their faults as well. It's only when they're gone that those faults become trivial and you realize what an amazing, what a gem, what a jewel, how much good he did. You know, when they're alive, every human being, they're humans, right? In the end of the day, even if they're alim, they're humans. And you know, as you interact and as you humanize them, you break bread with them, you crack jokes with them, you cannot help but, you know, feel something that they're just like us. But when they're gone, you realize, no, they weren't just like us. They were way notches above us. They had the benefit and the impact that 
Only when they're moved away from the scene. You know, when they're alive, they're human beings. Politics, controversies, issues, maybe a harsh word. It's human nature in the end of the day. But then when they're removed from the scene, what is left in your heart is the positive. It is the amount of khair and good. It's the wisdom, the foresight, the humility. It's being in their presence and thinking of Allah Azza wa Jal. The real alim is not just the one who can give you facts. The real alim, when you're in his presence, he makes you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He connects you with the Prophet sallallahu you feel spiritual that's the real alim it's not just a bunch of wikipedia facts that you can find from google the real alim his presence itself his presence just being with him and this is something that alhamdulillah i can say i have met many people of taqwa and ilm that sitting with them being in front of them just sitting at their feet you might not remember the notes that you took, but you will remember the impact they had on your heart. That's what the real alim does. And you really only appreciate it after they've gone from you and you remember all of that good as well. Another point that needs to be said, and subhanAllah, this is so relevant and pertinent in light of the individual who passed away. And I speak as somebody, I ask Allah's refuge and, and ask Allah's forgiveness for any faults that I have. But I swear to you, I say this from the heart. Ilm is not judged by YouTube counts and Facebook fans. Wallahi, ilm is not judged by how popular you are online. That is nothing in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many are the people that are popular? How many are those that might have massive YouTube followings? But they might even be misguiding. billah, we seek Allah's refuge. Or they might be callers of evil. Or they might be people of no ilm, but slick tongues. And that's very common these days. Or they might be people of... Maybe a little bit of ilm, but not to the height of those that are in the, behind the scenes. Doing work that is away from the limelight. Sometimes that work is the most blessed work. Sometimes that work is the real work. And yes, some people have to be in the limelight. Okay, we ask Allah for khair for them and ikhlas for them. But sometimes those in the limelight are not doing that which is the most effective and those that are the most effective, they are unknown to the masses. And I really felt this today with the death of our uh, beloved Mufti Taha that I know for a fact that he is unknown to the majority of people. And yet all day today, the scholarly community is crying. The people of ilm are crying across the Western-speaking globe because they know the value, the qeemah of the one that has passed away. So real ilm is not judged by Facebook likes, by YouTube followers. No, it has nothing to do with that. There are ulama, and again, alhamdulillah, I have studied with people that they were not that well known. They were, didn't have the massive followings, but when you sit with them and you study with them, you find that these are the people of iman and taqwa. These are the encyclopedias, and yet they are unknown amongst the masses. And there were many throughout Islamic history like this, that they shunned fame. They ran away from the spotlight, and they did what they did. And this was, again, somebody, again, much can be said, but for example, this particular person, I know for a fact that he shied away from public lectures. He only wanted to teach students of knowledge for years at a time. He wanted to change individuals from being just, you know, hufal to becoming ulama. He founded his own institute in one of the cities of South Africa. And people began flocking to him. 
And he graduated, as I said, hundreds of students in those five, six-year programs from his own curriculum. And this is somebody, again, he didn't like the publicity. He wanted to change people to become movers and shakers themselves. And that is why in the scholarly community, the impact that he had is very different. So do not judge the strength of an alim. Do not judge the truthfulness of a person simply by Facebook likes and YouTube videos. That is a separate thing. Sometimes people of ilm and taqwa have popularity, and sometimes they don't. Ibn was put into jail during his lifetime he was persecuted Imam Ahmad was put into jail but eventually of course Allah Azza wa wrote for them Qabul and fame and whatnot that's something else besides the point but my point is that ilm genuine ilm is independent of popularity sometimes it comes together and sometimes it doesn't the bottom line dear brothers and sisters overall appreciate ilm and appreciate the people of ilm and try to be around them as one of the scholars of the past said that I love ilm and the people of ilm even if I'm not amongst them. I don't qualify to be amongst them, but I love to be in their gathering and their company. Benefit from knowledge because knowledge is what connects you to our tradition, connects you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, connects you to the messenger. Our religion is a religion of knowledge. It is a religion of ilm and amal and the two go hand in hand. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be of those who benefit and to be of those who benefit others. We ask Allah to have ilm that is beneficial and amal that is accepted. Wa jazakumullahu khairan wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.